For you, the day was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. on today's show can you snap a spaghetti noodle into two equal parts <laughs> more songs about chick-fil-a and abortion flavored ice cream what <clears throat> but before we get into any of that it's august 28th and that means we have some holidays to celebrate isn't that right mo we do have some holidays to celebrate we even have an international holiday what right what? we're branching out of america and going worldwide <laughs> So today is actually International Read Comics in Public Day. Matt, are you going to participate in this one? I would love to. Yeah, I think you are. Although I feel like really what it should be is Nerds Across the nerds. World Unite Day. <laughs> nerds Across the World. <laughs> um, no, that's fantastic. I'm surprised it's not on a Wednesday. This is Tuesday. Wednesday is like new comic book day. You know, that's when the new comics come oh, out. Oh, I know. I so didn't just, know that. Everybody's already read their new. comics by now, guys. Why would right? you have them read it in the last uh, day of the week? Yeah, that that doesn't seem like very good yeah. planning. But it's like proselytizing for nerd kind, almost just going out there. What was that word? Proselytizing. What does that mean? Uh, kind of, kind of like witnessing. Okay. Except it's more like the negative word for it. Okay. Like forcing your beliefs in a public situation. Sure. <laughs> yep, but in a very non-confrontational way because nerds don't want to fight. So they're just going to sit in public on a bench and, and read their comic book as a way of... What do you mean nerds don't want to fight? Slightly protesting. Haven't you been on the internet? <laughs> that's, that's all nerds do. That's behind a computer screen, Matt, in real life. When they have gumption. That's why they're called the trolls. Screen. Okay, so... <laughs> You've just offended all nerds. <laughs> Eh. All right. I'm with you, nerds. Today is also <laughs> National Bowtie Day. I feel like I would be a bowtie guy. Yeah, I could see you wearing a bowtie. I have a, a couple. I feel like I just need to lose a little bit more weight, get my neck a little thinner. But I have a couple bow ties that yeah. I think would look pretty good. You pretty could probably dope. pull off a, yeah. a, a bow tie really I well. Be, I could be a bow tie. Not guy. many people can. Like, not many people, not many men or boys mm -hmm. over the age of three can pull off a bow tie really well. I feel like you're kind of insulting me. <laughs> I think I have, I'm in an insulting I have mood a nerdy, on Tuesday. I have a nerdy bow tie as well. It's a black one with little white space invaders yeah. all over it. I love it. I can't, I can't wait till I can really wear it. <laughs> we'll celebrate with you on that day. Um, oh, now this is a day that I can get behind. Yeah. National Cherry Turnovers Day. Hey, hey. That That's going to keep me from amazing. ever getting thin enough to wear a bow tie. Amazing. You know, I don't care for Arby's all that much, but their cherry turnovers are you know, fantastic. Arby's has come a long way. They now have like gyros, gyros, how do you gyros? say it? Gyros. 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 It's America. It's gyros. <laughs> yes, but it's originally Greek. Yeah, Greek. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's do the the Grecians a favor. And they can't even Greek can, Greece can't even listen to this radio station. We're landlocked to U.S. and Canada. Matthew, are you telling me that no one within the United States in our melting pot is Matthew. from Greek? <laughs> from Greece. From Greek. <laughs> oh gracious! All right, on to the next one. Race your mouse around the icons day. Yeah, I looked this one up. This is like, um, it's really just a day dedicated to when your computer's running slow or your internet's dead. And so you're just killing time sitting on your desktop and 
moving your mouse around the different icons. Everybody's done it at some point. Just so while bored. I'm at work today and I'm purposely not working, right. if my boss says, uh, Megan, what are you doing? I can say, listen, it's, it's National, National Race, race your, your Mouse Around the Icons, icons day. day. I'm just celebrating I am participating. my heritage. <laughs> you cannot take that right away from me. <laughs> oh, gracious. All right. And lastly, it is Radio Commercial Day. Which you will not have to deal with here on Back Row Radio because we're commercial free 24-7. Shout out. Uh, a few artist updates. Matthew West may need to stick around home a little bit more. He posted last week, I leave town for one day and my family buys a goat. <laughs> I hope the goat sellers have a return policy. Aww. How do you just buy a goat? Really? Have, like, but I, people walk around just like, hey, I got goats for sale. You want to go? Well, I have a really good friend here. We just became pretty good friends. And she has her own little farm. Maddie she had a little a- farm. That's what it's called. Um, and she, her husband was deployed. He, yeah. Their Air Force, her husband had been deployed for the last six months. And it was a running joke every time we saw her. So what animal did you buy this week, Maddie? <laughs> To replace your love. Uh huh. It was. <laughs> then she began like this last month. She began trying to figure out what animals she had to get rid of before her husband made it home, so that he didn't come home to three times the size of a farm than what he left with. So wow. yeah, she's got goats, and she there's like a Facebook page that you can buy and sell farm animals. Weird. Yeah. That is very strange. Shout out to Maddie. <laughs> Casting Crowns bass player Chris Huffman uh, had Psalm 7326 tattooed on his left arm in honor of his son. He posted this verse, uh, just like scripture does, has taken on different meanings since his heart transplant. His son had a heart transplant a few years ago, uh, I believe when he was a baby or just very, very young. Uh, And the verse says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Awesome. See, that's a good tattoo. That is a good tattoo. So everyone who has any type of heart issue needs to have Psalm 7326 tattooed somewhere on that's you. fantastic, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And then Danny Goki, who I just love to say his name. Goki. Danny Goki says new priorities are needed. He posted, scientists need to stop wasting time cloning things and focus on engineering chickens born boneless spicy. And covered in bu- buffalo sauce. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that goes back to our study that we were talking about yesterday. Uh, would they be okay with... Oh, right. The animal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> animal testing. Animal testing. Yeah, I, could, I could be fine with that. Yeah, right. It is Topless Tuesday. Oh. Not Topless Tuesday. Yeah, that was... Top List Tuesday. List. L-I-S-T. <laughs> Everyone, please keep your shirts on. <laughs> We've got... <laughs> The top four ways to bless your spouse and their daily devotions. Uh, this comes from Lifeway's Facts and Trends blog. Uh, number one says protect the time and space for daily devotions. So that would be like making sure that your spouse has their getaway place to go and have their daily devotions. And maybe while they're doing that, you keep the kids out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Make sure they get that time away. My husband ain't been doing that for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why the list exists. Man. None of us. Uh, number two says have devotions together once mm-hmm. a week, which I, I love that idea. That sounds yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, just once once a week, y'all do them together. Share what you're talking about. I'm telling you, I said yesterday that Chris went to Summit, one Chris, and came back another Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he bought, you know, they had the, the store, the Summit store there where we could buy CR whatever merchandise paraphernalia uh-huh and <laughs> one of the things that they had was a re-energize your life daily devotional by rick warren yeah and so he bought it and he has been doing that stinking daily devotional every single day and reading it to me at night yeah. while i'm trying to you know decompress and scroll on <laughs> facebook before i go to bed i don't want to think right now i don't want any spiritual stuff happening i mean shout out to my husband for being a good leader Good spiritual leader, I mean, but... I guess. Dang. <laughs> so he's a nighttime devotional? He n- is. Nibbler? You know, but I've actually nibbler? learned he is an anytime devotionaler. Really? He just tries to find a time he to get it in there? He just tries to get it in there. I have to do it in the morning or I'm not going to do it. Which means I usually don't do it. Uh, number three. <laughs> 
plan a date to go Bible shopping. Are you all right, Mo? <laughs> You're realizing what you said, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, not gonna, we're not going to repeat true. it. It was just... Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be inappropriate. It just kind of sounded that way. Uh, <laughs> you just added to it, though. <laughs> plan a date to go Bible shopping. What they're doing is encouraging us to get off of our phones uh, because the phones have so many other distracting things on them. Mm-hmm. You're reading your Bible and bloop, bloop, Facebook. Uh, someone left a comment on your whatever and you're what? gone. Somebody left uh, a comment on my picture. So, yeah, picture. This, is, this is part of a larger theme of getting back to hard copy Bibles and getting off of the phone versions. But see, I have got... In our house, we probably have 13 Bibles. Yeah. Do you ever pick up any of them? Occasionally. Okay. <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to say. Is, but I, I don't never want, touch one of them. What I'm saying is, I don't need another. And this sounds bad. Gosh, this sounds bad. <laughs> but we've got 13. So maybe what we should do is give a couple away in order to plan <laughs> to a Bible another. date shopping <laughs> trip. There's always something about a new Bible, though. It really gets me excited about getting back into it reading yeah. a hard copy see and like I, I bought prefer- a, i bought a csb a nice leather bound csb bible what's uh, that the, it's the new version of the holman christian standard bible it's okay. just called the christian standard bible now okay. and uh it's i think it just came out either last year or the year before um but it's the newest the newest version that's come out that i'm aware of and it's really well done and i believe it's currently the Number one? The no, I believe it's currently oh. the the Southern Baptist choice oh. for Bibles since we abandoned the NIV. Yeah. <laughs> a few years ago. We left that one in the dust. <laughs> Chris has learned this last week. He cannot do KJV. He's oh, gosh, had the no. same Bible <sighs> that his parents gifted him when he was a teenager. And yeah. he's held on to that in the same case, everything. Yeah. He has held on to that Bible. And as he started doing these daily devotions, one night he looked at me and he's like, I can't do this. I can't <laughs> I read. No this idea is what just, they're saying. Yeah, it makes zero sense. <laughs> Danger for the longest time. Would only do KJV. KJV. Not for any particular devoted reason she yeah. just that's what she grew up using yeah and i just i could not i could barely do the new king james version which is trying to make the king james version more uh social or uh, palatable yeah to to the, your brain but it's just not working uh i never really felt comfortable with the niv just because i've always heard so many problems that people have with it yeah. and they do market it like it's a they market it poorly. Yeah. They market it like it's a thing and not a what it's supposed to be. You know, they they sell it. They don't promote it. You know what I mean? It's a it's a it's an item for sale always. It's not a this is the holy bible. It's mm. a this is a product we offer here at Zonderman. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how it always appears to I me. I guess I've never really considered it. I've never Yeah. <clears throat> So, anywho, moving on. Number four, ask your spouse questions. So, this is the last one. And this is uh, basically talk to them about their devotion. Or uh, the other interpretation for this one was uh, when you have a question about the Bible, whenever you're thinking of something that, that you've never had an answer for before, Instead of immediately going to your pastor or immediately looking it up online, hmm. ask your spouse what they think. And they might already have an answer. They might have already gone through this and figured it out or or have their own opinion to it. And then you can start that discussion, but you all start to do it together. Mm-hmm. If y'all both don't know the answer, y'all both can start researching it together. But that brings y'all together, encourages each other. It's a great thing. Great idea. Yeah. yeah. And when you first read it, I wanted to like insert Jeff Foxworthy, here's your sign. Um, that's oh, is it Bill, Ingvall. Bill Ingvall. <laughs> Bill Ingvall. Here's your sign. Which Jeff Fox- Foxworthy? You might be a redneck. Might be a redneck. If. <laughs> all right. You just made me sad. Well, they're all, you know, they're whatever. They're all that blue collar comedy tour. They all kind of talk Tater like salad. this. So, oh, <laughs> that's Ron White. Yeah. Ron I, he's Tater my Salad White. <laughs> He's my favorite. And then there's so, Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy. Who I do not like. Do not watch his Christmas movie. It's dumb. Um, but what was, was it? 
Jingle All the Way too. Is that yes. what it was? Yeah, it was awful. Terrible. It was so bad. Terrible. <laughs> and it had Santino Morella from WWE in it. It was so bad. Oh, it was pro- it was produced by WWE Studios. Was That's it? I remember that. Yeah. Hey, they made a a ballin' Christian movie a couple years ago. That was not Larry the Cable Guy. It was not Larry the Cable Guy, but WWE Studios made it. It was yeah. called The Resurrection of Gavin Stone, and it was great. Yeah? It was fantastic. Well, we kind of got off on a... <laughs> Sorry. Where were, we, where were we going with this? <laughs> I just... Yeah, here's it, your sign. Here's your sign. <laughs> yeah. Ask your spouse questions. Here's your sign. Um, but I do like that. Go to your spouse first if you're working through something. Although I will say... Unless it involves your spouse. <laughs> Unless it involves your spouse, then you need to take it to your small How group. How faithful are we supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> so when it says... <laughs> no, um, there was... It was probably a couple... Two or three years ago. Chris was reading through something. Or we had gone to church and he heard something. I don't remember. Anyway... But he had this revelation of, oh, that's what this means. And he brought it to me. So, wives, please listen closely. Because this is what you are not supposed to do. (laughs) I, oh, high and mighty one, who has done many Bible studies over the years as being a stay-at-home mom, knew 100% that he was not accurate in what he had translated that Bible verse to say. And not only did I tell him that he was not accurate, but my face showed this absolute and utter disgust of, how could you even think that that's what that said? You dirty heretic. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a... That was a point of argument for probably two or three weeks. So, um, he is just now getting to the point where he feels comfortable again sharing with me in his Bible study walk. So please learn from my mistakes and do not do that. <laughs> it is Indie Music Tuesday here on Back Row Radio, which means we throw a little bit more of that music you may not have heard before. Uh, in hopes that you'll find a new favorite in these awesome indie artists. Stick around when we come back. The abortion debate has entered a new arena. Frozen desserts. Stick around. Back Row Morning Show, the fight over abortion has made its way to ice cream. Mm. Narrow Pro-Choice Oregon has teamed up with What's the Scoop? An ice cream parlor in Portland, Oregon to create a unique abortion-themed ice cream flavor. (laughs) Which the abortion advocate stated will help defend reproductive freedom. What? The new flavor has been dubbed. Rocky Row v. Wade. What? <laughs> Not to the landmark 1973 U.S. Supreme Court decision legalizing abortion across the United States, which even the original Roe from the case herself is now against. That is insane. Such bad taste. Literally. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. The ice cream might taste good. <laughs> Rocky Road can't really go wrong with it. But it is such poor taste. To make an abortion-themed ice cream, yeah. uh, but this has been this has been the pattern for the last couple of years now. Specifically, is not just accepting um, abortion as a woman's productive right or, or making sure that, in, uh, but to the point where we're being proud of it, we're celebrating that we have abortion. Shout your abortion! Hashtag shout your abortion was a thing that happened last year, and it's been a big thing. Even Oprah mentioned it on her thing. Uh, her channel or magazine or whatever she has now, her <laughs> empire. Um, but it's just, I don't understand the mentality. I don't understand the I'm mentality. Not, I'm, not, I'm not one that thinks that if you've had an abortion that you need to be shamed for it for the rest of your life. But you should at least feel a little bad. See, and here's my thought process. They do feel a little bad. And that's why this is the counter Yeah, uh, I feel like this emotion. is giving them... An avenue to, you know what, don't feel bad. 
It's okay. We're going to celebrate it. You celebrate it and we're going to celebrate it with you. Mm-hmm. No. That, that's not... No. <laughs> Just because someone says something is right does not mean it's right. Yeah. And see, the truth is with these kind of things, and it's been proven time and time again with all these different studies, is that whenever a woman has an abortion, it is a major emotional toll on their life for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. It usually doesn't get any better. Yeah. Uh, time kind of heals the wound, sure, but that scar is always there. Right. And it's always a reminder. And there's quite a few women, uh, a large, large percentage of it uh, from the last poll that I remember, that deeply regret having done it. Mm-hmm that wish they had made a different decision. Um, and of course, you know, we're not trying to make light of that in any way. We know there's a lot of y'all out there who, who maybe have uh, considered it or maybe even gone through with it and wish you hadn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, that sucks. I mean, it really does. And we're, we're sorry that you have to go through that. But what we really take an issue with is just this proud behavior of, yeah. Let's not only be okay with it, let's make it something worth celebrating. And, and for that's me, that's... it's dumb. Yeah, it's not only dumb, but it's incredibly insensitive to those who have walked that road, yeah. who that is a part of their journey, <clears throat> and they regret it. Or, you know, they feel still to this day, may feel like they had no other choice, but it's still a painful part of their past. Mm-hmm. And how insensitive... Of what? What is the ice cream brand? What's the scoop? And yeah. pro-choice, pro-choice Oregon team. How? Out? Yeah, truly. I mean, how insensitive of them to be like, we don't care how you feel. We're gonna celebrate it. I with ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna rub it in your oh, face. Gosh. Well, let's get off of that topic and go to something happy because it's Indie Music Tuesday, <laughs> where we sprinkle in some more awesome independent Christian music. So enjoy some more of that. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more Back Row Morning Show. Welcome back. We are glad you are joining us on this Tuesday morning. A church youth pastor says a blunder by American Airlines at the airport prevented his group of about 40 teenagers from boarding a plane for a mission trip and cost the group nearly $2,000. William Davis, youth pastor at Clay's Mill Road Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, (laughs) wrote on Facebook how his group had saved money for two years for a mission trip to Mexico. They arrived at the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky, I have to say Kentucky you that way. You don't have to say I Kentucky that way. I just can't say it way. any other way. Kentucky. International <laughs> Airport. Two hours prior to the flight when chaos ensued at the ticket counter. The employee, already taking it, or apparently taking advice from a co-worker, tried processing all 40 tickets prior to processing all 40 bags being checked. The delay caused the group to reach the departure gate after the doors had already been closed. The group flew out the next day in the afternoon, but it missed a large chunk of the scheduled seven-day mission trip by then. The blunder cost the group more than $1,800. That is insane. (laughs) So we talked about the airport a little yesterday, Mm -hmm. shared our story of uh, there not being any first aid at airports at all. Mm -hmm. So just go ahead and bleed to death. And uh, the miraculous story of y'all getting to the plane in time. Yes. Uh, with, like, no chance. Uh, look to me, there's no chance. As soon as Deidre said, yeah, we haven't even they haven't even picked me up yet. And I looked at the time. I'm like, they ain't making it. They're not going to make it. <laughs> We're going to be gone without them. We did learn that they allow <laughs> anyone who has blood running down a yeah, portion of their body. Fine. Come in and rub it all over everybody. They'll allow you to board a, <laughs> a plane. No big deal. But you told me that you had another story that happened uh, in Denver? Yeah, I actually, I guess two. Well, that's the hub, isn't it? Isn't Denver the hub for most airplanes? Airlines? Well, I have no idea. Pretty sure Denver's the central hub. I just know that Baltimore is a hub. I'm going to look it up while you start telling okay. the story. Um, so, I guess two weeks prior to when we went to Summit, I had a work-related trip that I had to go to in Denver. And um, it was just myself and my direct boss who went for this conference. And 
I kind of thought going into this that I was going to prove that I was independent and that I was a working woman and that I was able to do things. Um, and instead, I proved just how highly dependent I am on my husband. <laughs> um, the entire trip had just flub up after flub up after flub up on my part where I just leaving Albuquerque, we flew out of Albuquerque to Denver, which by the way, we could have just drove from Albuquerque to Denver in just a little more time than right. what we drove from Clovis to Albuquerque. <laughs> but anyway, um, before we left the Albuquerque airport, I kind of thought, yeah, I can check in on my phone, right? I have the Southwest app. I can pull up my boarding pass. I can just show them my phone. I make it all the way up to the security, and there is no internet in the Albuquerque airport. Internet is down. <laughs> so I am standing there and I have to run. I have to leave my bag, which you're not supposed to do, but they let me do. I had to leave my bag with my boss, ran to go get print off a boarding pass from one of those fancy little kiosks yeah. that they now have, and then ran back down. But as we were leaving Denver, this was probably the biggest flub up of all. Okay. I had purchased quite a few new clothing items while in Denver on our time off. Uh -huh. So my bag was a little bigger than what it was when I flew into Denver. Um, and we didn't check our bags. We just put them in the overhead compartments. Right. So I'm trying to shove my bag that a nice little attendant said, I'm surprised they let you bring this on. If uh, <laughs> I would have made you check it. But anyway, trying to shove my bag in the overhead compartment. Realized that if I just take out my wedge sandals, that the bag would be able to fit. So the plane is already full. I'm one of the last people on the plane trying to shove my oversized bag into the overhead compartment. <laughs> directly above a four-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I look at his mom. I look at the kid. I look at his mom. And again, I'm like, is it okay if I just, can I stand on his seat real quick just so I can push my bag into the compartment a little easier. Oh, and she's no. like, sure, absolutely, no big deal. As I go to stand <laughs> on the chair, little boy puts his head down to look in the direction of my feet, which is when my knee meets his forehead oh. head on. Oh. At that point, I felt awful i am the only one still standing trying to get my bag in the overhead compartment i have already made a scene being that person whose bag is too large to actually fit trying I'm, to shove a dead yak into the <laughs> i'm trying to pull out a pair of shoes from the front compartment of my my suitcase to try and make this bag fit and i nail a toddler in the forehead with my knee at this point, I was so thankful that my trip was on the tail end. It was almost done, and I could go home. Was and he be... crying or anything? No, okay. no, no. He, he was took fine. It, took it like a man. He was fine, but I think yeah. that it's only because that his mom immediately picked him up and sat him in her lap, and she looks at me and goes, he's fine. It's okay. It's not that big of a deal. He's fine. Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so lady on the flight oh, at end of July from Denver to Albuquerque, <laughs> I still feel terribly, terribly bad for kicking your kid in the head. I am sorry. Oh, my god! Send me your Mo. information and I'll send you a Starbucks gift card. Mo. Oh, that's so I know. Sad. It was so bad. It was so I bad. I have not heard that story. And then I'm like having to <laughs> hand over my shoes that just made the bag too big. Hand over my shoe one by one to my boss who was looking at me like, and she's very gracious and very kind and was my friend before she was my boss. But she's looking at me like, you have got to be kidding me, Megan. Get it together. You are 33 years old. Come on. It was bad. I will be okay if I do not have to fly for a very long time again. Speaking of overhead compartments, <laughs> uh, when we were preparing for our trip for the summit. Oh, by the way, let me answer this real quick. Denver International Airport is the main hub for Frontier Airlines. But what I was thinking, the big deal about Denver, was that it's the biggest airport in the United States. Uh, that okay. was the big thing about Denver. Yeah, I can see that. Anyway, um, as we were preparing for the summit trip, <laughs> I had uh, 
we had been talking about, we were renting this house and there's like 10 of us going, Gosh. we're renting this house and we were trying to figure out the bed situation there. Cause they had a lot of beds, but they were all in different rooms and different setups. And, uh, we realized we just had one extra person and we needed, uh, a mattress in somewhere. And there was one room that had an extra mattress, but it was, you know, that couple was in that room. So we didn't want to throw an extra person in there. Mm-hmm. So Mo says, well, we can always just get the mattress <laughs> and i'm not thinking she means that extra mattress in the room i'm thinking she's talking about let's bring a mattress from clovis <laughs> to the airport in albuquerque fly it to la get it to our other house and lay it out for her. and i'm <laughs> and, and she's clearly talking about a real mattress not an air mattress i'm thinking how do i say this without offending her <laughs> I don't think we're going to be able to do that. That's that might be too much work. work. I'm thinking, that's not going to fit in an overhead compartment. <laughs> we're just going to carry it on the top of our heads everywhere we go. The whole group walking in a single file line. <laughs> I don't know why I was so dense that morning, but gosh, that was funny. So when you responded to my message that I thought you meant carry a mattress like through the airport, I'm reading your message and I'm going, what is he on today? What? Ha- what? I was huh? sincere. I wasn't joking. Oh, I really thought that. And I'm like, she's she's trying so hard. How can I, I can't be, I can't be mean to her and be like, Mo, that's a dumb idea. problem solver she's trying to help the group which i guess speaks to what i think you thanks (laughs) thanks matt i'm not as dumb as you think i am (laughs) oh i'm crying and it ended up being a perfectly grand solution it was yeah it was was minus the fact that said mattress had to be stuck in that tiny little alcove that led to the weird door dungeon room that was locked yeah <laughs> we'll tell that story oh we told it on the podcast we told it on I think. the podcast yeah. go back and listen, listen to our to last podcast the very final podcast uh all right it is time for five random facts with mo <laughs> oh my goodness okay uh, so since jellyfish are about 97 percent water they mm-hmm. will evaporate if exposed to the sun for a few hours wow they'll just be gone Three percent left. Would you even see a husk at that point? Is there even a husk? I don't understand jellyfish at all. There's like a brain, and that's and it. the body. But There's it's no... not even really a body. But, it's like a right. Like it's like a yeah, a translucent <laughs> shell of yeah. something. But like, they don't have eyes. They ain't seeing where they're going. They don't have musculature. Yeah, jellyfish are not. I don't understand how they exist. I just don't understand. Outside of water, they only exist for a couple (laughs) hours. (laughs) So another fact, when British antique dealer Ben Ray died in 1988, he bequeathed his cat. Good job with that word. uh Bequeathed. He bequeathed his cat. Twelve and a half million dollars. Oh my gosh! Uh-huh, which has made Blackie the richest cat in history. <laughs> what are people thinking when they do that? I'm they gonna have, leave my money to my pet. They have a very dysfunctional family. <laughs> it's, I'm right. That's the only reason I can think of. Just to yeah. stick it to the rest of their family. Right. I got all this money. You ain't getting any of it. I'm gonna yep. give it to my cat. Yes, Uncle Ben finally kicked <laughs> the bucket. You know, all I need is. One million or a half a million of that twelve and a half that he has. Let's go see what he left us. What? A bag of cat food for you. Twelve point five million for the cat. I'll I'll take the cat. I will now be the cat the caregiver. Cat and I promise, I vow that every <laughs> cent of twelve and a half million dollars will only be spent on said cat. Fancy feast from wall to wall. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Another fact for you, Isaac Newton stuck a needle between his eye and the adjacent bone to investigate how it affected color perception and visit vision. vision. So this just stuck proves that even the smartest people can be incredibly dumb. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he if he found out anything. 
<laughs> I want to know now. Do you have that fact? I do not have Does that Does it fact. affect your color perception? No, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I do have the fact that the word moose comes from the native Algonquin Indian word meaning twig eater. Twig eater. Twig eater. That's what moose So calling means. someone a moose is not as insulting as I thought it was. Yeah, I guess so. That's actually my nephew's nickname. Kind of a moose. moose. Yeah. Uh, All right. <laughs> Last random fact for you. At 12 years old, an African named Ernest Loftus made his first entry in his diary and continued every single day for 91 years. Gracious sakes. So he was 103, 104. Sounds like it. Have you, did you, have you ever kept a journal? No, no, I am not that committed. Really? Really. I think I kept one for maybe four months. Where I wrote in it every day. Mm. And then I gave up. Nope. I don't think I've ever even made it a full week. Wow. Yeah. I just, I, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time to reflect on life. Right. Ain't nobody going to go back and read them. I think that's probably, personally, my longest running failed New Year's resolution. I can remember as a preteen up into my teen years thinking, it's January 1st. I'm going to start the year with a daily entry in my journal or my diary. <laughs> and I'm going to com- continue through this to pass something down to my kids. Right? No. Nope. You know, your kids wouldn't read it anyway. You know, <laughs> I think Mila probably would. Yeah. But the boys be like, seriously, mom. Really? You're going to give me an assignment when ain't, you die? Ain't nobody got time for this. <laughs> <laughs> Most have heard that an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Uh, but this new body of research suggests that eating grapes and blueberries together Ooh. can have a dramatic effect on your brain power. So maybe that's like the breakfast of champions right there. Yeah. I mean, that's they got both of those things in the Chick-fil-A fruit cups. Just saying. Mm. <laughs> uh, the team performed a number of randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled trials that tested memory, spatial recognition, and learning on four separate groups of both young and old mice. And they found that the beneficial effects of the polyphenol rich ah, rich I, I got polyphenol i didn't get rich <laughs> polyphenol rich extract from grapes were aided significantly by pairing it with the polyphenol rich extract from blueberries and that the combination produced a far more robust effect than eating just one of uh, either of them on its own huh isn't that interesting that is interesting How two fruits can work together like I'm that i'm gonna go buy some grapes and blueberries uh i'm all about cantaloupe these days you don't like cantaloupe i do not like cantaloupe Cantaloupe is my favorite fruit but i never researched it at all until recently i was like i wonder how many calories are in a cantaloupe because i could eat a whole one i can eat an entire cantaloupe i am not a melon person skin and all not (laughs) but once i cut it up i could eat a whole melon in one sitting if i had to and I'm like, I wonder how many calories that is. Guess how many calories it is. In a cantaloupe? Ent- to eat an entire large cantaloupe. An entire large cantaloupe. Probably, I'm going to say 1,300. 180 calories. What? That is it. For an entire cantaloupe? For an entire large cantaloupe. It is 180 calories on average. Huh. Isn't that insane? It's interesting. Yeah. and uh, I'm kind of... Um, I want to know about the sugar count, though. Sugar sugar is, I mean, obviously there is some, but it's not ridiculously high either. No? I remember, I don't remember what it is offhand, but I remember looking and I'm like, wow, for as sweet as a cantaloupe is, yeah. it does not have a lot of natural sugars either. And uh, it's got a lot of great vitamins that you uh, want in your body. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it's usually like a buck fifty for a melon, an yeah. entire melon. It's got everything going for it, and I don't know why I haven't been eating more cantaloupe my entire life. Right? This week alone now, since I've learned that, this week alone I have bought, or I'm sorry, this month alone, I have bought six cantaloupes and eaten most of them myself. Nice. (laughs) But now I'm going to risk getting sick of them, so i got to slow it down. Well, and at the same time, I feel like, you know, eating eating too much melon probably... um, going to put you in the bathroom a lot. It hasn't it hasn't affected me any really? I noticed. Yeah, yeah. I Melon is like a super fruit, I guess. Cantaloupe is a super be. fruit. It's got to be. Cantaloupe is it's my super fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Make your next parody song about cantaloupe. cantaloupe. 
It is Indie Music Tuesday, and uh, we're playing more of the music that you've probably never heard of before, but gosh, you're going to be grateful for it. When we get back, so many songs have been written about Chick-fil-A. Stick around. Back to the morning show here on Back Row Radio. Chick-fil-A has a cult following among believers. We have counted several, several songs on YouTube dedicated to this glorious chicken heaven. Uh, we heard one yesterday. Today we're bringing you two. Two. First up is Chick-fil-A But It's Sunday <laughs> by Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots, which is actually another morning show crew. Uh, that have been doing it for years. I cannot vouch if they have any religious affiliation, but Chick-fil-A certainly does, so we're going to let that slide. <laughs> Here it is. Someone asked me earlier to play the Chick-fil-A song, so it's for you guys. I got a craving that I can't kick It's making me weak, it's making me sick Wanna get in my car and drive to you There's nothing else that I can do I want Chick-fil-A But it's Sunday I want the fries and a little waffle But now I'm feeling awful I want Chick-fil-A But it's Sunday Yeah, the one day that you aren't open it's the one day that I was hoping to get Chick-fil-A, yeah, yeah, yeah. To get Chick-fil-A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yell hello through the drive-thru, hello. Nobody answers me back. I look around for all the other cars. Where the heck is everyone at? Well, I want Chick-fil-A, but it's Sunday. I want the fries and a little waffle, but now I'm feeling awful. I want Chick-fil-A, but it's Sunday. Yeah, the one day that you aren't open is the one day that I was hoping to get Chick-fil-A. But it's Sunday I want the fries and made a waffle Now I'm feeling awful I want Chick-fil-A But it's Sunday Yeah, the one day that you aren't open It's the one day that I was hoping To get Chick-fil-A Thank you. Thank you, guys. Seriously, it's always Sunday mm-hmm. when I'm even able to go to Chick-fil-A. Well, <laughs> we don't have one in our I town. I was going to say, to yeah. be fair, we don't have one in our town. And, so uh, when I have to make janitor runs to get supplies from Sam's Club, which we also don't have in our town, at, our, at Lubbock is usually where I go. I always think, every single time without fail, I'm going to get Chick-fil-A. I'm going to get Chick-fil-A, but it's always Sunday, a Sunday always. evening when I go. I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll settle for Whataburger. You know, even when I lived in a town that had a Chick-fil-A, for whatever reason, it you was always come. on Sunday. Sunday that I thought about going? Yeah, <laughs> always. I don't know. I. We need to do a study on that. Yeah. Did you? Do you know the story about how they're able to be in malls? And no. still be closed on Sunday. No, uh, when they were first, uh, when they first approached a mall to to open up a store, the mall expected them to be open on Sunday because that's one of the big mall days. Mm-hmm. That's where they get a lot of revenue. And in order to guarantee that they would 
be able to still close on Sundays, still follow their principle of being closed on Sundays. They promised the mall that we will give you all of our Saturday revenue to be closed on Sunday. So Chick-fil-A doesn't make any money on Saturday, which is the biggest mall day. Yeah. They give all the Saturday revenue to the mall so they can be closed on Sunday and they survive on just their Monday through Friday revenue, which is still a lot because it's Chick-fil-A. Wow. And I'm pretty sure they follow that model in every mall that they're in, which is most malls. (laughs) But they're also commonly like one of the very few real name brand places that are in malls. There's always that's the, true. Yeah, always the You've got... random corn dog place mm-hmm. and Chinese places and whatnot. But right. like name brand places, sometimes you'll see uh, a crappy version of Burger King, which just has uh, three different sandwiches, or like a crappy version of Dairy Queen, which Subway. Sells, I feel like Subway things. isn't in Auntie malls? Anne's. Yeah. Well, Auntie Anne's are mall things. That's period. true. I guess. You know what my favorite thing to see, favorite restaurant to see in a mall is, hmm. and I will eat there hands down every single time. Uh-huh. Oh, Charlie's, 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 the sub place. Oh, I don't think the I've ever even steak. heard of it. Oh, it's in the it's in the Amarillo Mall. Yeah. So the next time you go and Charlie's. it's a Sunday, okay. and you can't eat at the Chick Fil A, which eat I absolutely would. The Charlie's. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Keep that in mind. It is Indie Music Tuesday. We're sprinkling some more independent Christian hits throughout the morning. Uh, Find your new favorite Christian artist. We will be back at the top of the hour with more of the Back Row Morning Show. Welcome back, y'all. It's Tuesday. We're entering our third hour of the morning show. And here is how student pastors, or uh, otherwise known as youth leaders, uh, ranked their biggest ministry struggles. Very few, only 3% said that being ill-equipped to answer complex questions was a problem. So they're they're pretty high and mighty on themselves. I was going to say, they're tooting their own horn, huh? They have no problems, apparently. 9% say that they have to spend too much time dealing with practical life topics. And not enough time talking about foundational beliefs. So they're investing a lot in youth culture and not a lot in spiritual stuff. Right? What do you say? (laughs) So for that 9%, I feel like maybe you need to pray and ask if youth leadership is really where the Lord wants you to be because <laughs> I, I genuinely believe that for a teenager um, discussing practical life topics at this point in their life is more foundational than talking about foundational beliefs. That's just my two cents. <laughs> 10% say <laughs> that they don't have time to go deep on topics that matter. That one I can see is a problem. I'm surprised it's not more uh, a higher number because you don't really have a lot of time yeah. a, as a week with a youth leader or with youth. Right. Um, sometimes it's only a couple hours for the entire week. Yeah. And yeah, no, I get that one. 12% say getting teens to talk about the hard or complex questions about beliefs, worldviews, or morality. It's hard to get them to talk. Still, I'm surprised that's not higher. 12%. Yeah, but I feel like that's because teenagers are at that point in their life where they feel like they already know all the answers. Like, I have a teenage <laughs> sister. Um, she's 18 years younger than me, so only less than two years older. Than, How old are you, Mona? Yeah. <laughs> she's less than two years older than my oldest child, so I'll let that sink in for a minute Gracious. for all of y'all. Um, but she is at that point in her life. She's 14. She's at that point in her life where she feels like she has a pretty good standard for what worldviews and life yeah, is yeah, supposed yeah. to be like. And so I feel like that's probably why teenagers don't want to dive. They already know. They already like, know everything, man. Duh. They've been Jeez. on this earth for like so many years. Uh, I've already been here for 14 <laughs> years. I'm pretty sure that I have all of life's questions already answered. That's like twice uh, as long as a dog lives. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 16% say having their time to really get to know the teens in the ministry uh, to understand them as people and what they like and dislike and what their hobbies are. 
And I'm slowly losing hope in our youth leaders. <laughs> 21% say parents are not aligned with the beliefs and practices that they're trying to instill. Mm-hmm. That's got to be frustrating. Yeah. that The parents that just kind of drop their kids off or let them do their own thing. Right. Um, like my family was like that, but my parents were pretty supportive of it. They didn't believe. Uh, my mom's a believer now. Uh, and my dad is... He believes in a lot of the same things, just without making the commitment. But, um, but yeah, you know, they, they didn't have a problem with it. But if you have a worldview that's completely opposite, but you let your kids go to this, it's got to be frustrating to, because mm-hmm. you're almost like enemies. <laughs> the the youth leader and the parents are almost like enemies, right? <laughs> yeah. Fighting two different battles for the one kid. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, 22% say having to entertain teens to keep them coming back. That's also got to be hard because you got to make youth group fun, cool enough, fun enough that it competes with anything else. Right. Even just playing on their phone for an hour. It's got to compete with that. Yeah. That's hard. Uh, I get that one. Uh, 27% say balancing the needs of unchurched teens with growing those who do have faith already. So balancing the unchurched and the churched, trying to minister to both of them in a way that can grow both of them at two different spiritual levels. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's probably Gosh. a struggle for pastors as I well. Couldn't, I couldn't even get the sentence out. Right? I imagine. Wow. Let's see here. 33. 33%, yeah. 33% say undoing what the world teaches them. Uh, that's got to be difficult. Yeah. 45. Okay, we're getting big numbers here. 45 say lack of consistent participation. And then the biggest one, 68% say parents not prioritizing their teen's spiritual growth. Hmm. So parents not bringing them to church maybe or parents not instilling anything in them throughout the week or asking about, you know. How they're doing, asking about their faith, helping them grow, Bible studies at home, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Not putting in any of the effort on their side and just letting the youth leader be responsible for everything. I feel like that might happen more often than not. Well, that's why it's 68%. Right. <laughs> that's the biggest one. I'm, and sadly, the last two, I'm like, oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> Lack of consistent participation and parents not prioritizing their teen spiritual growth. Um, because uh, to be I fair, I picked this specifically to call you out. Right, thanks, Matt. <laughs> Preach. Um, to be fair, and it's just like with school. I, yeah. I'm about to sound like a really awful sucky parent. <laughs> um, but we're busy. <laughs> And so to sit down with all three of my kids and be like, so tell me what happened in school today. What did you learn? Okay, now let's talk about what you learned in youth group. All right. Now, how does that pertain to your life? I, yeah, I suck as a parent. You're an awful parent. Awful human being. I am an awful mom. Worst mom ever. Hashtag. Let's move on to some recent quotes from some of your favorite Christians. Uh, Greg Laurie said... Is he a Christian? No. That's... Who are you thinking of? Oh. I'm thinking of House. You're thinking of Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Well, it's the same last name and the same gender. Okay. Gosh. Oh, man. Okay. Greg Laurie... Not of house fame. <laughs> says, loving God more than anyone or anything else is the very foundation of being a disciple. If you want to live your Christian life to its fullest, then love Jesus more than anyone or anything else. Which sounds like a very simple concept and it's got to be extremely hard to pull off in almost everybody's lives. It's hard in mine. Well, yeah. Because loving Jesus more than anyone or anything else requires a whole lot of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like, you can say it all day long. I love Jesus. A dear friend of ours actually used to walk around saying that all the time. I love Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. I love Jesus. It's a lot harder to do it (laughs) than to say it. 
Uh, the group Revive Our Hearts says the way to see the truth about sin is to see it in the light of who God is. When we gaze upon the brilliance of his untarnished holiness, we become acutely aware of the hideousness of our own sin. There were too many big words in there. For <laughs> untarnished? <laughs> acutely hideousness? aware aware of uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alistair Begg uh, says most people today believe that their problem is outside of them and the solution is found by looking deep inside if you've looked inside yourself lately you know that's not where your solution <laughs> is found that's always been my big thing with the push like with celebrate recoveries there's always that idea out there that it's some um, it's Rudy it's some uh, comeback story movie where we got it deep down inside ourselves. We just got to find it and we'll fight our way out. That's not how human beings work. It's not who you are works. is who, how you already act. Yeah. Uh, we need Jesus. Jesus is our power. Jesus is our strength. <laughs> you got to look outside yourself. Danny Goki. I love to say that name. Danny oh Goki. Danny Goki says, don't let your emotions drive your train. They will always derail you. And then Shane and Shane says, our hope is not merely an intellectual hope or an emotional hope or a speculative hope. It is a living hope because Jesus did it and is alive forevermore. Do Shane and Shane ever get confused over which one is which? Probably. They probably have that argument all the time. No, I'm, I'm the, the first, first Shane. Shane. <laughs> Continuing on with our musical spotlight of Chick-fil-A songs, we've actually got one from In-House. A what? few years ago, Back Row Baptist recorded a parody of Whom Shall I Fear by Chris Tomlin. This is What Shall I Eat, the Chick-fil-A song. My stomach roar each breakfast, lunch, and more. Though dark meat is alright, it cannot top the white. What shall I eat? You crust the tasty meat, then boil it in the heat. You are my happy pill, though hunger lingers. What shall I eat? There is a line before me And others stand behind That chicken sandwich heaven It beckons me inside I fear I'll wait forever For that first waffle fry The smell of fresh fried chicken I'm breathing in new life My shake is strawberry Or maybe cookies and cream You can't go wrong with these Chocolate chunk cookies What shall I Shall I eat? There is a line before me And others stand behind That chicken sandwich heaven It beckons me inside I fear I'll wait forever For that first waffle fry The smell of fresh fried chicken I'm breathing in new life 
pickles indeed we've got more chick-fil-a music in the coming days so make sure you keep tuning in and right now it's indie music tuesday which means that we have got some awesome independent christian music coming uh, your way when we come back we're snapping spaghetti spaghetti snapping stick around Welcome back. It is the morning show on Back Row Radio, otherwise known as the Back Row Morning Show. Take a dry spaghetti noodle. Hold it at both ends. Right now. Like, go to go your get pantry one right, right now. now. We, we, will, we will not wait for you. Uh, but try to break it into only two even pieces. Go. Do it. Can't be done. Nope. A new MIT study finds that it is possible to break spaghetti into two even pieces with a twist. Ooh. In a paper published this week in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. This, I mean, this is some serious right. business. Researchers reported that they have found a way to break spaghetti in two by both bending and twisting the dry noodles. They carried out experiments with hundreds of spaghetti sticks, bending and twisting them with an apparatus they built specifically for the task. The team found that if a stick is twisted past a certain critical degree, then slowly bent in half, it will, against all odds, break in only two even pieces. So... How much money was put into this study? (laughs) Probably far too much. Far too much. But... MIT spent $2.4 million. No, I don't know how much I spent. What cracks me up is... That you have to bend and twist in order to snap. So anybody out there who is a Legally Blonde fan (laughs) has that image of Stifler's mom. Bend and snap. (laughs) I did not even make that connection. Oh, no. As you were saying it, that's what I immediately (laughs) thought. All this big blonde hair. Flipping down in the middle of a hair salon and coming back up with the bend and snap. I haven't even seen that movie in forever. I know. Neither have I. Yeah. And I am not, like, I I fall asleep during all movies. It doesn't matter if it's a scary movie or uh, an intense movie. It doesn't matter. I fall asleep. Are you a narcoleptic? (laughs) Do you have a problem? (laughs) It's a possibility. Um, (laughs) That's not normal. People like things enough to watch them sometimes. Only with movies. Like, I can watch a TV show and be just fine. half an hour. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Can you watch a string of TV shows? Like, can you binge watch TV shows without falling asleep? Um, yes. Just not Handmaid's Tale. So. (laughs) I fall asleep to that one every time. It is so good, Matt. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. We just finished catching up on all the seasons that are on Hulu. And it is phenomenal. It is so unplausible. It is phenomenal. It is so unbelievable. That's the problem I have with it. The problem I have with it is they expect you to think that this is possible. It could be possible. No, not ever possible moving forward. Come on. Come on. Come on. Whipping. I'm bending and snapping (laughs) right here. bending and snapping. (laughs) (laughs) It's Indie Music Tuesday here on Back Row Radio. We're playing some extra indie music because it's uh we'll be back to close out the hour with your verse for the day and final thought so stick around
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. It is time for our Bible verse for the day as we are closing out the three-hour adventure we've been on. Bible verse is John 6, 29. Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. Our thought for today comes from a question from Zach Williams. We love Zach Williams. He's pretty dope. Um, It's important to bring God our fear and pain, but it's just as important to bring him our gratitude. How has God been victorious in your life? Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mushed up together into a podcast over on backrowradio.com. Mo, what's the final word? I need a nap. (laughs) That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.